Welp, the Gulls are playing the Pacific Division again, and it is not good. We'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com locked on to get started. All right, folks. It is Goals Thursday. Before we get into that, I uh, just want to give a quick little shout out to all of you that had some nice words for Christmas Eve. So once again, thank you all for that. And also kind words over the last few days from the Firebirds. You guys are all awesome. And a couple of the Goals fans um, that I saw out at Coachella Valley. So thank you for following along and tuning in. All right. So... <laughs> The reason that we are starting with, well, first off, um, it was the Christmas break. It was a holiday break. So there was no games on the 24th, 25th, or 26th. And I was also with family that pretty much that whole time. And once the 27th hit, back to work at Coachella Valley. So hence, there was no episode on Wednesday. So this is only going to be a three-episode week. We'll have two on Thursday and one on Friday. And I'll tell you all a little bit later why this is only a three-show week, but that will not be on this episode. That'll be later on in the week. So San Diego right now is 2-11 and 11 against the Pacific Division. Let me repeat that. The San Diego goals are 2-11 and 11 against the Pacific Division, against everybody else. They are 6-3-5. You mean to tell me that the San Diego Goals have a winning record versus everybody else? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. 6-3-5 against the Chicago Wolves, the Rockford Ice Hogs, the Milwaukee Admirals, the Texas Stars, the Charlotte Checkers. And then we have the Pacific Division 2-11. Unfortunately for San Diego... Pretty much most of the rest of their schedule is against the Pacific Division, save for four games against the Iowa Wild. I expect them to win those four games against the Wild, but that'll come next month. And also, they have a game against Milwaukee again. So, hey, that's some guaranteed points. Oh, and Texas, the Texas Stars. So they're guaranteed some more points later on in the season. Hallelujah. But my big takeaway right now for... The San Diego goals right now is, in a weird way, goaltending. Goaltending has been kind of strange for the San Diego goals this season and for the Ducks franchise in general. John Gibson, still the number one for the Anaheim Ducks, and Lukas Dostal, the number two for the Anaheim Ducks. But aside from that, Callie Klang, who was expected to take their reins, he was a scratch once again. Right now, the San Diego goals have a goalie tandem 
of Alex Stalock, who has been okay. And yeah, I know. I know what you, I know what some of you are saying at home. And their other goaltender is um, Thomas Sukanik. Those of you might remember Sukanik from the World Junior Championships where he got shelled by a current Anaheim Duck, Mason McTavish. And Sukanik, as of this recording, has had a bit of a tough time. In his seven games, he is 4-2-1, save percentage of 930, which is quite good. He's had a little bit of trouble against teams west, well, western teams. Let's put it that way. Three goals against the Firebirds. Two against Henderson, but I wouldn't fault him for that loss at all. I'll get to that in a second. But the goaltending, at least for him, has been fine. The Chechia native has, I think, done a tremendous job. By the way, he's only 20 years old. Last season, he had played, as I mentioned, in the World Juniors. And I was impressed with Sukanik last year when I saw him. And I was even impressed with his work at the World Junior Championships. Even though he got shelled on a couple of those games, he still did everything he could to keep the team in it. And once again, he's only 20, folks. He's only 20 years old. He will get better. Now, on the other side, you have Alex Stalock. Stalock is the elder statesman on the team. He is now 36 years old and has had a rough time. A save percentage of 900, goals against of 368. He's only got one victory this season, and that's it. Just one win for Alex Stalock. So it has been tough going for him. It's been tough going just in general for Stalock. He is on the tail end of his career. Last game he played, he gave up three goals against Tucson. Earlier this season, he gave up seven goals against Calgary, but Calgary is a really good team. His best start came against the Ontario Reign, and that was way back on the first week of the season. So it's been a while. But my big concern right now is what's going to happen with, I guess, Sukanik once Cali Klang returns. That's going to be, I think, the biggest question for San Diego right now is, you know, Klang has adjusted pretty well to the North American game. He has been pretty calm in net. And I've liked what I've seen from Cali Klang despite the 888 save percentage. Do not let those numbers fool you. He has had a tough time, mainly because of the number of shots he's faced, but also he's tended to be snake bitten as far as he's got no defense in front of him at times. Sukanik, I think right now, should continue getting as many starts as possible. And let's see what the kid can do. I've been of the mindset pretty much this entire time where I have said, hashtag, let the kids play. Clang is 21. He is still younger. But give give the younger kid a chance. Give Sukhanik a chance. Because like I said, he's only 20, but it feels like he's got a little bit better movement. This after 
having 44 shots against him against Coachella Valley and 45. Actually, that wasn't against him. That was against Stalock. But that many shots against him against Coachella Valley. That's a tough team, folks. Coachella Valley is still one of the premier teams in the American Hockey League, despite their record right now. And I'm going to talk much more about the last couple of games and especially much more the game against Coachella Valley, which I was doing PA for. So we will get to both those games on the other side. Now, a brief word from Sleeper. That is right. It's about halfway through the season. And Ducks fans, you're, I mean, the Ducks could be doing better. I mean, they're kind of on a bit of a better streak right now. Regardless of where the Ducks are in the current standings, I've got to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy Hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Which players would you take this week? Would you take Frank Vetrano? Would you take Troy Terry? You probably should. Fans can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, college football, all on Sleeper. Just pick whether guys like Ovechkin, who's been a little better recently, or McDavid or Crosby will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus, minus, etc. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Let's talk about the last couple of games, shall we? Let's first start with the game against the Tucson Roadrunners. Do we have to? Yeah, we kind of have to. I didn't talk about the Rockford loss in overtime. That was kind of a weird one. But I really do want to talk about the game against... The Tucson Orders. And yes, I know I did actually sit down and watch that other game against Rockford. And it was a good comeback by the goals late in the game. I'll give him credit for not sitting down and letting Rockford win 2-0. And it was a highly entertaining game. The Tucson game, that was entertaining in its own right. It was high-paced. It was a solid comeback efforts by the San Diego goals, but oh boy, Tucson just blitzed the goals early in this game. The first two periods, shots were a whopping 32 to 14, and Tucson is just a faster team. This is evident just in general. The San Diego goals didn't have everybody on that final game before the holiday. Chase DeLeo still out with injury. Lapino, I thought was Lapino was fine. Gordon was good in this game. Agazino was very good in this game. But it was still not enough. Still not enough. Yan Yannick scored two goals in this one. Yan Yannick, 
kind of blitzed everyone. He kind of sped through a lot of the goals players consistently in that game, and they didn't try to stop it. Final score wound up being 4-3, to three, but not before San Diego attempted a comeback late in the game. It was 3-1 to one Tucson with only two minutes left. Glenn Godden scored his seventh of the season. Then John Leonard scored an empty netter. Very risky empty net at that time, too. Now, Agazino did get a power play goal late in the game, but there was only a few seconds left. And as it was, 4-3, to three, San Diego did have their chances late in the game, and it felt like they were going to come back, but they did not. So that was final score. Now the game against Coachella Valley, a game in which yours truly was doing PA4, and right from the get-go, first off, I got to give credit here. This goalie matchup was a really cool one. Thomas Ukanik and Alish Stetska. Now, why is this important, folks? Um, Sukanik is 20 years old. Stetska is not much older. Stetska, he's about 26. They're both from Chechia. So to have two Czech-born players on opposite sides, hey, that's pretty cool. And because I was doing a public address, because I was down on the ice, I happened to be down on the ice level when they were warming up. And I could see as they're warming up, they're talking to each other. They shared a couple of really cool moments, presumably talking their native language. So I think to see that in the beginning, that's that's a really cool moment. That's the kind of stuff that I love seeing your fellow countrymen starting against each other. I thought that was really cool. Stetska has had some pretty solid games with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. As of this recording, he is 4-2-1. Save percentage 887, but hey, he's getting the wins, right? I think Grant Fear had a saying, the save percentage doesn't matter. The most important stat is wins, and he is getting the saves when he absolutely has to. So that's where I will give credit to Alistetska. On the other side, oh boy, poor Sukanik was just getting littered with shots left and right to start this game. The first two periods of this one, 31-13 to 13 shots on goal in favor of Coachella Valley. The Firebirds are a faster team. This is kind of a common thread with the San Diego goals as well, is they're just getting outsped a lot of the time. And I think this is a massive concern if you're a goals fan because guys like Hines, guys like Wolf, guys like White, when they try to pinch in, they're just getting beat to the puck. They're getting beat on 50-50 pucks, especially more so lately. They're getting beat on breakaways. Coachella Valley had at least two or three breakaways that could have resulted in goals and didn't. I'm actually surprised that it was only 3-1 to one on this one. First goal of the game went to Shane Wright just at the tail end of a power play. San Diego got in the box three times in that period. Perot, Howe, and Haig each got penalties. Shane Wright's 10th of the season won nothing early on. Second period was a real back and forth. And to be honest... I thought it was going to be one nothing, but Student Nietzsche scored late in that second period off of kind of a broken play, too. 
This was after John Hayden tried to get a sh- or did get a shot around the net. And this left Sukanik completely off balance. Sukanik fell to his side, tried to stack the pads, but just couldn't do it. And Marion Student Nietzsche beat him on the goal. That made it 2 nothing, Firebirds. After that, Ryan Winterton scored his fifth of the season. 3 nothing Firebirds. Now, the goals did get one late with the minute 11 left in the game. Chase DeLeo finally got off the schneid and scored. Coachella Valley winds up winning 3-1. It could have been 4-1, but there was a very late goal. That wound up not counting. It would have been Winterton's second of the game. However... The puck was two-tenths of a second late. Yep, that final empty net goal went under review. The San Diego goal said, peace out, I'm done. And they were right. They didn't have to take another face-off because it was just a couple of tenths of a second late. So the ref said no goal. <laughs> I had to say no goal, but the Firebirds still won. So this was another one of those just Bad losses for San Diego, getting outshot by a wide margin, 44 to 21. Ouch. This this is not good. The defense is getting beat. They're getting outskated. They're getting outhustled. They are not getting to the 50-50 pucks. They're not blocking a whole lot of shots. A lot of shots got on net. Yes, the high volume of shots, some of those were not good shots. But there was also some pretty juicy rebounds out there that San Diego is lucky that Coachella Valley didn't take advantage of. In fact, there was a couple of chances where Coachella Valley got an open net and opted to pass. Now, on San Diego's side, they had a couple of empty nets and they just missed. I can think of Andrew Agazzino's miss in the middle of the game where he had a backhand opportunity and had a whole lot of net and just missed it. He completely missed the net, sailed it high by a couple of feet. There was another, I think, pretty decent shot by Josh Lapina that he just fanned on it. It's little things like that that cost San Diego multiple games. On the bright side, there is a bright side to this. The last couple of games have been close, if you can call it a bright side. But they're going to have to figure it out fast because they've got a game later tonight against the Ontario Reign. That's a Thursday, yeah, a Thursday night goals game. Can you believe it on goals Thursday? In fact, I believe this is the only time we're going to have a game on Thursday. So that's why this episode is coming out first before the Ducks one. So we'll talk about all of that a little bit later on. But for now, we're going to head into the second intermission. Stay locked in. Now a word from FanDuel. As the weather gets much colder, the offers stay hot on FanDuel because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, 
There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, futures, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and let's get this season going right. Once again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Let's talk a little bit more about this last game against the Firebirds. Now, because I happen to have a front row seat, I could see just how fast the Firebirds are. But I'm not going to talk about the Firebirds. I'm going to focus on a couple of other aspects as far as the San Diego goals. One of those, and I alluded to this, the defensemen. The defensemen seem to be a step behind right now. And that's a big concern. The goals have had a tendency to go 11-7 recently, and they did so once again on this game. The seven defensemen, Colton White, Olin Zellweger, Drew Hellison, Tyson Hines, Nick Wolf, Robert Haig, Trevor Carrick. So they opted to go 11-7 again. But there was a lot of guys that were just invisible on the ice. And I'm going to start with... Nick Wolf and Tyson Hines. Um, those two guys were just getting outskated by a big margin. Olin Zellweger, unfortunately, did not have a good game. In fact, he took some pretty big risks in this game, and it did not pay off at all. This is something that I know that John Broadbent has alluded to, where Olin Zellweger at times plays a little bit too unexpected and a little bit too, I don't know what word to use here, to be honest, but there's a certain amount of risk taking that you can take while still being able to have a good chance at the puck. There was a, there was one moment today that I recall, not to think about it. There was one moment where Olin Zellweger should not have gone for the puck and actually had no business trying to get into the trying to get the puck out of the neutral zone and just got beat. These are the little things that Olin Zellweger needs to learn. However, with Zellweger, he has been brought up a little bit weirdly because it was for a time it was thought that Olin Zellweger would be one of the next big important defensemen for the Anaheim Ducks. But seeing him struggle recently, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe Olin Zellweger is not going to be an NHL caliber player. Maybe he winds up being someone that's a career AHLer. Now, I know that's not what he wanted when he first came into the professional leagues. But there is a lot of concern with Zellweger's game, so that's something that we have to keep an eye on. Um, something else that we got to keep an eye on is some of these other young new players for San Diego. Um, Kyle Krenkovich was also pretty invisible in this game and 
actually just kind of had a downright awful game. But there's still some there's still some hope. I mean, Chase DeLeo's back. He did score the late goal for the goals. So something to be a little bit happy about. I I am kind of thinking that they're just going to be pissed. They're going to be super ticked off when they play Ontario. This feels like a trap game for the Ontario Reign. Maybe this is one that San Diego could possibly steal against the Ontario Reign. As we look ahead to the schedule to finish out the calendar year, San Diego is home against the Ontario Reign Thursday night, 7 p.m. And then San Diego goes to Tucson. They travel on the 8 freeway to battle the Tucson Roadrunners Saturday, December 30th at 6 p.m. Those are the last two games of the calendar year. What do you guys think? Do you think San Diego is going to win both, go 1-0? Tucson, for all intents and purposes, they're second place in the division, but I still don't quite believe in Tucson all that much. San Diego could win that game. They absolutely could. So once again, Ontario and Tucson next to opponents. Be sure to check those out on AHL TV. That's going to wrap it up for this one. We'll be back later today with Locked on Ducks. And we'll talk about the Ducks game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Folks, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm pretty happy about that game. But we'll talk about that later today. In the meantime, thank you all so much for listening. And also, uh, thanks to the fans. That's what I was going to mention. Uh, the fans that came out from San Diego, you guys were good sports. You guys were awesome. And a couple of you that said hi, super friendly. You guys are awesome too. All right. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Also ad-free on Amazon, also on YouTube. You could follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You can drop me a line via email at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together. <laughs>